Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and today I am talking to the awesome Melensu Shaniende. We're talking about friendship, the importance of being with people who are like you in an environment that you might not feel very comfortable in. We're talking about the importance of having people who have got your back while you're doing the PhD. We're also talking about people that inspire you and Melensu reveals that she is a member of the 5am club. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. Good evening, Melensu. Hi, Emma. Thank you so, so much for being here. I have to let everybody know before we start that we've got a hero in our midst because Melensu was one of the clinical statisticians working on the COVID trials. So that is awesome. I'm completely in awe of meeting you and um, just thank you so much for all the work that you did there. It's just amazing. Thank you. Um, Thank you also for being willing to step up and share your story. Um, you reached out, uh, just we were emailing around sort of issues of representation. And um, so as I always say to people, be careful about emailing me because then I said, well, would you come and talk about it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then you said you would. And I'm really very, very grateful um, for you to take the time to do this. Um, how we always begin is by asking people to just tell us about their story. So I know that this that it has been a, shall we say, a rich story. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your story into the PhD and, and through the PhD. Sure, sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Emma. Um, so, yeah, just I thought I should just give like a little really brief history so my father played a huge role in influencing the subjects that we chose to study in a typical African parent culture of picking a STEM subject to um, give us a good chance of a good career path due to our ethnic background. Love it. Yeah. So I studied maths and stats at undergrad level and because I love numbers, uh, problem solving, this was a good choice. Then after my graduate degree, which was um, in maths and stats, I then decided to pursue a master's degree. And at that time, it was when it was really hard to find a job due to the economic crash. So one of my undergrad tutors said, oh, why don't you go do a master's in medical stats? And it's all paid for. And I was like, oh, yeah, why not? Mm. So I jumped on the opportunity. Um, then after finishing my master's, I then went ahead and applied for a um, job at Oxford University um, in cancer clinical trial as, as a cancer clinical trial statistician. And because... Um, I thought, oh my gosh, going to Oxford, you know, you have to be a chosen one. You know, you can't just go to Oxford just like that. So I remember when they called me um, and offered me the job on April Fool's Day, I thought it was a joke. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I thought, yeah, yeah, I thought it was a joke. And then they were like, no, no, we're actually serious. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, yes, yes, I'll, I'll take it. Because there was just this belief, like, you know, if you have to go to Oxford, you know, you have to be like really, really special or something. Um, because you are, right? Let's just say that again. You are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I try. 
Um, so then I worked there for like a few years. And then because I was in academia, it then became apparent that, okay, I think the next natural step was to do a PhD. So because mm. I thought that I'd reached a natural, a natural plateau mm. um, in being in academia, and it felt the right thing to do. So, so I then began searching for a PhD, not that I was looking for anything specific, but I think in terms of my background, I was looking for something that would then advance me in my statistical skills. Nice, nice. Um, and, 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 and my passion for medical research as well. So then I just happened to then find one that was advertised at University College London. And again, it was funded. So, of course, I was happy with that because um, we, we love funded things. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then, that's how then I then um, started my PhD, which um, it, the, the PhD itself examines the impact of hepatitis C, so which is a virus that affects the liver in people living uh, with HIV in Italy. So, the reason why this is important is because hepatitis C is asymptomatic disease. And if it's left untreated, it can lead to severe liver disease. Um, now, the question is that there is actually evidence that in people that are living with HIV who also have hepatitis C, this disease progression is faster. So this is where I'm at um, in my final stages and currently writing up the nearing submission. Mm, amazing. Uh, amazing. And what important work literally saving people's lives potentially thanks yes yes and also just to mention as well like I am working part-time as a as a statistician as you said before so I'm, I'm back at Oxford and yeah definitely working on groundbreaking research amazing and not only are you doing that you have your family life and all of that going on too so this you are a busy woman which is why I'm just going to say thank you again for taking time to be here um so you talked about being at Oxford. You talked about that sense of kind of thinking these these kind of special people and should you be there? And we would we were talking about what you could what you could talk about on the podcast, and it was yeah. spoiled for choice. There's too many things, <laughs> um, and we were thinking about role models. We were thinking about mentorship. We were thinking about kind of the representation and, and black women in the academy. Yeah. Um, and we kind of came to this idea of, of, of friendship and the friendships that have been important to you um, and the way in which that perhaps links to role models and mentorship and the other issues. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Tell us about your gorgeous friends. Yeah, my gorgeous friends. Yeah, so actually I had met a lot of them when I was um, in, in Oxford. This is just before I then did the PhD. And it just so happened that literally I think all of them, probably about six or seven of them, were doing... PhDs and they were all from I guess like an African country and so in a way we kind of connected um, right away because you know we had a lot to talk about and just a lot to exchange ideas on and just re, you know really just understand the, the, the battle through it so I remember even when I was trying to decide to do a PhD definitely they played a very huge role because I constantly went to them and had conversations about you know doing one and you know is it worth doing it and things like that so they definitely really inspired me to pursue one. Mm. and really and yeah and really play, uh, played a role and I think having that group of people who you can just bounce ideas off and mm. that believe in you I think that's a really important thing isn't it people that you know have got your back yeah who you know will tell you the truth as well because that's yes, really exactly. important <laughs> exactly exactly yeah um and that yeah that you can they are safe people to go and talk to and they had experience there so that that was that was really important for you um and you talked about how they were they were kind of role models for you too mm -hmm. so can you say a little bit about that in terms of 
how they have inspired you or shown you a route through? Sure, sure. I mean, like the one uh, person that I can mention, so her name is Dr. Melissa Kapolu, and um, she's actually now based in Kenya, and her work is to do with uh, malaria. But actually, I think through that process, she really became my best friend and my confidant because then, you know, we can kind of just share those, um, I guess, share those fears or mm. actually like real challenges saying, okay, if you do one, this is what's going to happen or this is not what's going to happen. And actually now that she's obviously finished hers, but now that I'm doing mine, I'm always constantly going to her saying, oh, you know, what do you think about this? You know, this is this is going on. Um, and that's actually that's so important because although this PhD journey you really can feel alone sometimes Mm -hmm. but then actually just kind of having them around is just so important and I think as well I also remember there was a time I was just having like a challenging time during a PhD and then there was another black friend I was able to call upon and literally I was able to speak to her and say oh my gosh this is what's happening what's going on like you know what do I do and there was just this whole calming effect you know of just kind of then seeing a different perspective to 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 everything Mm -hmm. um and I just felt like, oh, gosh, this, you know, these tips, this information is just so invaluable. Like, you know, I don't know how I'd have kind of gotten through this whole process, just knowing that they're also in that, you know, that they've been through that journey and they keep encouraging me to to, to keep going through it as well. Yes. This sense of people who are sorry. do No, do no, no, that's fine. That's fine. And 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 also, I think the reason why I probably felt conf- like confident and maybe trust with tr- trusting them is because I was like, oh, these are black women yes. you know, who, who look like me. You know, if I went to somebody else who was not not black, I don't think they would kind of understand what I'm going through because it's all combined with culture as well. Mm. It's all combined with culture. You know, for example, if I'm talking about imposter syndrome, mm. um, then I know they would understand what I'm saying because I guess they've also, you know, been been through it. Mm. Um, and so it wouldn't be a thing of like, oh, you know, just, you know, don't forget about that. It's more like, oh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that that issue is real. Because sometimes I think that's what you need, isn't it? Not necessarily somebody telling you a solution right away, but I think just kind of comforting you and saying, oh, yes, we've been there. We understand, but it's okay. (laughs) Absolutely. I think you cannot underestimate the importance of being heard, truly heard. Somebody who sees you and hears you and, and says, yeah, I understand that. I've been there. I know what that's like. Because I think especially, as you say, with work, it can be a quite an isolating and lonely experience, the PhD. Mm-hmm. And that sense of of and seeing, as I say, being seen, being heard and, and being um, part of having other people as part of that experience um, can be really, really important. Yeah. And I think also to just... Um, acknowledge the importance of your willingness to be vulnerable as well because it's a two-way thing people in order for people to be able to listen um you need to take that risk and say actually I'm struggling with this or can you help me with this and a lot of us find that really difficult so I I think I just want to honor that in your journey that you kind of reached out to people and said you know let's talk about this um and just to encourage other people to do that too and to, to yeah. find their people. Yes, yes. No, it's, it's definitely important. I mean, just uh, recently, because I stumbled upon an article that was written by UCL and they looked at the barriers to doctor education where they said only about 4% of doctor students are black. And I thought, and I thought, oh gosh, so, you know, finding a role model is like a needle in a haystack. Yeah. It's yeah. Going to be, um, it's just going to be hard. Um, yes. And I think, I think that, um, 
being resourceful about that, which you clearly were, um, and that sense of because, as you say, it's really important when you're feeling like, oh, should I be here to see yeah. someone else who looks like you, sounds like you, in that in this in that place, and going, yeah, look, here we are. I can see that. I can see that happening. Yeah, um, and yeah. so, and now you're going to be the role model, right? <laughs> you're the role model for other people. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. But no, but you... but I think what I've also learned, I think it's also kind of accepting that, okay, because we're obviously going to be in the minority, other than kind of beating yourself up and saying, oh, you know, I can't, I can't find anyone. I think you have to start thinking outside, outside mm. the box. So yeah, fine. So accept that academia is not a diverse field and don't just focus then on people in academia. So look outside. So other captains of industry and learn from their journey and apply it to yours. I've definitely learned, learned that. That is brilliant, brilliant advice. And yes, because I always talk to people about like who's on their team, Mm. because I think often into the PhD journey, people look at, well, there's my supervisor and that's my person. That's it. And actually think about who else is on your team. And like you say, be greasy, like go, go look elsewhere too. Um, You know, I have, you you could have whoever on your team. If you, if you kind of have read their book and you go, yeah, right. I'm going to have you on my, on my team. Um, you know, it might be that you've got, uh, celebrities on your team, whoever it is, but like you say that you can kind of learn from their experiences. I think that's really, really useful advice. Yeah. Um, so now I'm going to ask you for some more useful advice (laughs) (laughs) for a, for a top tip, which I know is really unfair, but I do do it to everybody. Um, and you can have more than one. And you can also just repeat some of the golds and stuff you've already said. Um, so what top tip or top tips would you have um, for other PhD students, other black women in coming into academia? Yeah, um, definitely. I think the things I can think of is having a PhD buddy is really right. important doesn't yes. maybe doesn't really kind of necessarily matter what color they are but just kind of there's always someone that you can find that you can connect with anyway mm. um I yeah I never underestimate I underestimated how um important having a PhD buddy is or all PhD buddies where literally you can just you know have a have a moan and no judgment and you know mm. just like a release mm. um so which is really good that and then yeah, yeah and then yeah definitely as I said before like yeah looking outside um ac- academia and learning from other people as well so um one uh, tip I can give actually one um interesting person that I listened to is uh somebody called Jennifer Kempson who's also known as Mama Ferfa wow yeah so it's not PhD related as per se um <laughs> she's more like a finance thing but she does do other things to do with prosperity right um, and she talks about ways of having a holistic approach to any aspect in your life and she 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 inspires me because of her positive mental attitude and just ambition and, and integrity and actually during this past year I've really um been inspired and she's really been a true role model for my for my life um yeah and and she's just kind of helped me in that sense to just focus my priorities through this process so focus on exercise mental and physical health before the PhD um and actually by doing that while I'm doing the PhD, then it just becomes more, more manageable because actually when I tell myself I've done things that are for me before I then do the PhD. Yes. 
Yes, that is gorgeous. I am going to look her up and we will yeah, also put it because yeah. she sounds amazing and I to want you. her on my team as well. <laughs> um, yeah, and we yeah. will put the details in the show notes um, if uh, for other people to look her up too because she sounds super cool. Um, and I think that it is that, as you say, in terms of having, I always talk about this, is that the PhD is a mindset gym and you need to have people and resources that are going to build you up support you as you say in terms of the, the positive mental attitude which is really is, is not kind of fluffy in any way because I think sometimes people think oh yeah that's just fluffy actually mm. this is about resilience and grit and yes. um I, I, I just love it and I think that you you really need that for a PhD and I think you if, do when you found someone who can kind of feed that that is golden you're um, right you're so right. we're all and, on for yeah. Jennifer watch yeah. out <laughs> exactly exactly find her um and also then just to like add to that as well like resiliency right because then the books as well that I've read which again are like non-academic academic but I'm like oh my gosh I really apply this so like the mm. 5 the 5 a.m club by oh, Robin yeah. Sharma and that's yes. just the attitude of waking up early and consistency is key and just kind of doing something in that golden hour before you start the day. It just sets you, it just sets you up even um, for yourself and even the people around you, you just notice a change within like a month of just kind of doing it. It's, it's amazing. Um, okay. So now you've gone even further up in my estimation because that 5am club is hardcore. I did read it. I did try it for a small amount of time, but I'm I'm not naturally an early bird. But that you is know, amazing. Right, okay. And that is amazing. And I think that kind of making time, yeah. I know in terms of you having a family, to make time that is for you. Yes. That is really important. And I just yes. absolutely respect you in that even more. <laughs> Blimey, 5 a.m. club. And again, we'll I put the, we'll put the link from that if you haven't found yeah found that before it is a it is a it is a great book and truly inspirational in terms of how you can take control of your time I think is yes. is that take home message isn't it yes yes um Melento you are awesome truly awesome um thank you so so much for being here and for for all of that um for your inspirational story for your tips um for your fantastic work and I just I wish you all the best not that you need any wishes from me because you are power you and Jennifer are powering on through <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hope that this because I know you're in the final stages now I hope that that goes well for you um, and I'll soon we'll soon be talking to Dr Melensu oh thanks Emma um and don't forget if you're if you're listening don't forget that you can sign up for notes from the life raft where we always give a little bit extra every week um with a newsletter that will come straight to your inbox um but for now i just want to say thank you so much Melintu, for being here and um thank you all for listening <laughs>